call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Blah, 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 NBA. Blah, 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 Westbrook. Blah, 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 Durant. Let's talk about something important. I have just received information that after 22 years, the new radicals, <laughs> the new radicals will be reuniting at the Joe Biden inauguration. And that deserves time on this podcast. Yeah, I love the new radicals. I celebrate the entire catalog, which is basically one album, right? One big hit, had a minor hit, uh, a bunch of solid tracks on there. Greg Alexander wearing a bucket hat. It's 1998, and then he's like, I'm done. I hope he brings back the bucket hat for this inauguration. The Andersons got tickets to the game. How'd they get tickets? So the baby's asleep on me. I can't get too hyped. But uh, the Nets gave up 145 points to Cleveland tonight. Double overtime, so you got to take account for that. But... They gave up 145, just like you said. No defense being played here. And their offense is kind of like, hey, which one of you wants the ball this possession? Just do your thing. Grant, all three of those guys can really execute. And uh, it just kind of makes me wonder, like, they're probably not going to figure it out defensively. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But... They got some buy, you know. They got some room in their roster for like some buyouts. Having these kind of guys in the same place, they could definitely attract some guys who may actually be able to play. So if they have a roster that's not so shallow, actually have a little bit of depth there, and these guys figure out what their actual offensive plan is from game to game, could be scary. But right now on a Wednesday night, in January, they gave up 145 to Cleveland. So two really important things that are um, connected, but not, I don't know. They're both connected. So regarding Cleveland versus Brooklyn tonight and double OT loss, both Kyrie and Harden like maxed out. They're topped their minutes played tonight and Lost. So why that's even more important, I might have to re-record this, Jesus. Why that's even more important is because there's like next to no depth. So they're going to have to hope for like the buyout market. I don't know what else they're going to do. But if you're getting buyout guys, I don't know if they're going to give you exactly what it is you need, which is reliable depth off the bench. So I don't know. I mean, that's kind of a, that, that, and we're a long ways away from that. Uh, the other thing, too, Colin Sexton, 20 straight points. Like, Colin Sexton, 20 straight points. Like, absolutely no defense. What's happening? Like, I don't know. I mean, we call ourselves over 30 league, but, like, I don't know, man. That's some over 30 league approach to hoops as well. The gentleman's layup, the assumed three-pointer. I just, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm, I, I think it's good. It's good for so many different reasons. It's good that Cleveland got a win over the Nets. That's good for morale. And it's good because the Celtics also lost to the Sixers tonight. 
So, uh, you know, everything in stasis. I'm going to bed. I'm running into some challenges here, Sean. Trying to build the podcast empire, or at least drop an anchor and, uh, and get some kind of traction here. Just trying to touch the ocean floor with uh, with this guy with over 30 league. But what's challenging about that is the rest of my life uh, also needs attention. So that's been tricky to watch hoops. So I've been le- really leaning hard onto the condensed game view. And if you only watch hoops through the condensed game view, everyone looks great. So I think what I'm trying to figure out is who am I going to do a deep dive into to see who's real, who's fake, for lack of a better term, and what NBA team is like, you know, a master of illusions at this point. We're almost a quarter of the way through the season, as nutty as that sounds. And um, there's there's a lot to chop through. Um, I, I got some ideas percolating. I got I got some I got some. I'm working on some stuff. I'm working on some stuff. I'm starting to think LeBron James is not going to slow down. So it's 6 in the morning. I'm uh, out here letting the dog out, looking at a blanket of freshly fallen snow. And I got your message. And it's like LeBron puts up 46 points. And you know where my mind goes. It goes back to 2012, game six against the Celtics. 45 points. It's just like... That was nine years ago, and he was already well into his substantial NBA career at that point. That guy's a freaking robot. And uh, Lakers got a busy week. They got the Sixers tonight. They got uh, back-to-back with Detroit, and then they take it on the Celtics Saturday night in primetime. So we'll see if they do a little load management or if he's just going at it out there. Recording started. <laughs> a little Dan Hill. Yeah, keep it in. Oh man, yeah, so like sometimes I said, when we pod, like I said, man, some songs are just timeless. It's timeless, timeless. Nineteen seventy-seven, two thousand twenty-one. This is the uh, over thirty league. Sean Silver, Patrick O'Connor, on a Friday afternoon, just taking a little time away from the madness. From the from the madness, oh yeah! Well, I don't think I don't think anyone from my office listens yet, so we are in the clear. In the clear, <laughs> I uh, I now we, Patrick, we I, could we could call this podcast on company time. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I don't know if you noticed, I we're you know we we video with each other during this. Uh, my knuckle is a bit uh, charcoaly. Um, do you have oh. a fireplace in your home? And do you no. use well, it if so? No. 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 So um, no. we have not built a fire since before my firstborn joined us, uh, which was almost three years ago. So today I got a reminder of just how horrible I am building fires because, you know, my wife, who was on maternity leave with the little one, was like, I think I'll just settle down in the living room today. Do you think we could build a fire? It's like, sure, honey. No problem. I, I We got some. Got some, uh, got some wood in the uh, in the garage. You know, we got some of those little fire starter logs. This will be no problem. No smoke everywhere. Just, just disaster. Did just poor you air quality. Clean out that flue. 
Uh, no, it's it's clean. We had the chimney swept, and we haven't had a fire in three years. Wow. It's just it's poor fire building skills by me, and uh, I I guess you know revoke my man card right now. We only have scrub pines on Cape Cod, dude. I mean, what, <laughs> what can we be asking from you? Hey, uh, here's a random question. Speaking of you know growing up on Cape Cod with scrub pines and building fires, were you ever in scouting? Uh, so uh, kind of. I mean, yeah. I went to uh, Cub Scouts. And I quit after I'm going to say two meetings because I thought the den master, whatever the the dude, the dad who signed up to do this, <laughs> that was leading the whole charge. Um, I thought he was a dick, so I stopped going. So Out. we're at like this giant, yeah, we're at this huge meeting of all the Cub Scouts or whatever. So everyone's there, all the troops, they're all there. And uh, at the end of the thing, so. This is what I remember. I know you have like an opening ceremony for every meeting, which is like they do the Pledge of Allegiance, I believe, to start. And then at the end, there's some other type of thing where I think it's the Pledge of Allegiance again. But I stand up and I start putting my coat on. I'm like eight years old. So I'm just like, time to leave, put my jacket on. The dude gets on the microphone at the front of this auditorium and he goes, this is the closing ceremony, not the jacket putting on ceremony. And like, like said it directly to me, I'm in the back and he's got his, he sees me doing this. Uh And at that moment I was like, this guy's a fucking asshole and I'm never going back. And he was my neighbor. Like, like, this is someone I'm going to see in polite society. And I just couldn't believe it. So, well, you know, uh, I never went back. It would have been polite society had he not called out an eight year old for putting on his jacket. You know, there's, there's way to deliver that news gently, you know? And, uh, Hey, maybe I wasn't missing out on anything. I, I always was kind of, well, I mean, I, I never was in scouts. I I don't know why, you know, my parents didn't sign me up or why I don't don't remember if the conversation ever happened, but I thought about it later in life. It was like, I can't tie a freaking knot, you know, the, you know, the eight times in my life that I've moved and I need to tie stuff down on my pickup truck. I can't tie a knot to save my life. I can't light a fire to save my life. There are skills out there that I could have that I don't as a 37-year-old now, and I'm suffering for it. Well, let me introduce you to a resource called YouTube. You can just go <laughs> to www.youtube.com and then type in whatever problem work. you're having. See, that's just too much <laughs> work, though. If I had this as institutional knowledge, the time would have been wasted back when I was eight or nine, when I had time to burn. Now I do not have time to sit with a, a knot tying tutorial. Are you familiar with the Ashton Kutcher film, The Butterfly Effect? Uh, I know it exists, but we all know Sean Silver, not a movie guy. Sure. Well, the idea behind The Butterfly Effect is that a small change in the past can have massive ripples in the future. Mm-hmm. So the theory that it's like a butterfly, you know, a butterfly flutters its wings in Colorado and then there's a typhoon in Thailand where it's like all the butterfly effect. That's where that theory comes from. Chaos theory. It's deep. I think it's chaos theory. Yeah. Very deep back to Ashton Kutcher. So the idea that think of like all the things that had you learned that you learned instead of learning how to tie a knot or light a match or build a fire or anything like that. Yeah. Had you done those things back then, God only knows where we'd be right now. You could be doing a Lakers podcast for all we know. Is that really something you want to litigate? You want to spend uh, some time thinking about? 
I, I, I do constantly say, you know, despite the fact that graduating from Stonehill College left me with a mountain of debt and tepid job prospects, uh, we wouldn't be doing this podcast right now had I not graduated from there. So there we go. <laughs> That's absolutely right. There we go. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just an absolutely scathing one-star review of... <laughs> Of Stone Account, U.S. News and World Report's number one Catholic private institution in the Northeast. Hey, we all know I, I stumped for Stonehill. Uh, no, I, 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 I enjoyed my time there very much, and I think it's a, a great institution. And I don't think anybody sure. over there did me wrong. I think it was just the fact that I didn't know what the f I was doing at that point in my life. I blame myself. Yeah. Regardless, fifteen years later, I still don't know. Uh, 16 years later, I still don't know what I'm doing in life. That's why I'm here with you on a Friday afternoon. Hashtag on company time. Again, a scathing, absolutely scathing indictment of our of our friendship. Take down of, funny together. Just to take Ooh, down of this podcast. Take it down our friendship. No one is, that's right. I no one is safe. <laughs> We're throwing bows in the over 30 league. I don't care who's hit by break. <laughs> that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. So, uh, Hey, do you want to do a league pass draft? Yeah, man. I'm glad that you brought this up. Uh, I've been struggling to keep up. It's just hard, mm. man. Like, you know, mm. most of the time chasing around the kid or trying to work from home or really anything. The days feel so long, like hours go by so slowly. Um, and I think that's just kind of like the time that we're living in now. Time is just really odd. And I gotcha. so I always think I have more time, um, but I don't. <laughs> like the sun goes down and so does like my will to do anything. So it's been hard to keep on top of uh, keep on top of what's going on outside of Causeway Street. Yeah, I feel the same way. And I think I indicated as much in a recent voicemail to you. Um, you know, it's it's like, yeah, I. I totally feel you on the whole, the sun goes down and my grand plans for the day, they're not getting realized today. So maybe tomorrow uh, I am cooked. And, you know, right at that time, there's like a, maybe a 5.30 to 11 PM, maybe midnight window where my, my one month old daughter is upset, mostly upset. And that happens to correspond with about 90% of NBA viewing. So I've been watching games but uh, I can't hear the commentators. I, I, <laughs> right. I'm still seeing the hoops, but the context is kind of missing. I might be getting up to change a diaper or retrieve a burp cloth or just to go take a stroll around the house because the position we're, we're sitting in is just not working. There is, there is no calm well, to be yeah. had. So, as a new dad, too, man, I mean, it's just like, what can like you could just sit and watch and it just basically turns into like moving colors basically yeah you snap out of it and you're like oh god what's been happening like like is that Kemba Walker or Daniel Tice I I, I just can't right. despite the vast differences in their profile I can't tell them apart they're both wearing green my eyes are bloodshot you got to do what you got to do just to stay awake I mean I remember when my daughter was born it was over the summer and a couple summers ago and yeah. we we're up at all hours of the night, but I had recently resubscribed to new Japan world. So I'm just watching, like I'm holding her cradled towards me trying to get her to rest and over her shoulder. I'm just watching, you know, the absolute best pro wrestling Japan has to offer all summer long. 
you know, and uh, made sure to make sure she wasn't seeing any of the any of the choreographed violence on. Oh, of course. Screen, but of course. Yeah. I, uh, I had introduced Will to a little bit of wrestling uh, early, you know, when he kind of couldn't do anything about it. But now that he's of the age, I've I've uh, he, he does not see any. I watched uh, Royal Rumble 1992 with Annie the other night, though, and my wife, who uh, I I was going to go. What was I going to do? I was going to go run an errand, get something at Walgreens. And she goes, no, no, no. You can do that tomorrow. Let's stay here and watch the mullet fest. She's a keeper. She's like, what, She's what is what is going on here? Everyone in this in this battle royal has a mullet. What is the right? And I'm just like, well, it's 1992. And she's like, yeah, but I was alive in 1992 and not everyone had a mullet. I'm like, but it's wrestling. It's part of the look. She's like, I still don't get it. And why are they all bleach blonde? I'm like, there's a lot to explain here. Gorgeous George in 1950. It was, it was a lot. It was a lot. So yeah, Will, Will and I, we execute our own moves, but the rule is you can, you can do that on daddy, but you cannot do that to your friends at school. It's a good rule. I hope he remembers it. It's not like, oh shit, that's right. I wasn't supposed to power bomb this kid. Oh, damn it! Power bombed Mike today. <laughs> Poor Mikey. Well, uh, I mean, to Jess's point, I mean, have you ever heard the? Have you ever heard that? Like, well, it's it. There's it. This is quote. This is a quote from Swingers where uh, Mikey and and his buddy from back home are in a bar. And they're just amazed at how beautiful the women in LA are. Like mm-hmm. it's like the hottest one percent of all the women in the world that come to our gene pool. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing for wrestling. It's you may not see mullets everywhere, but in the nineties, one like you know every mullet, the one percent of all the mullets traveled just to WWE or <laughs> WWF at the time, and that's where they all were. Yeah, I mean it's like the the NBA. It's a very small percentage of human beings have the talent and ability. To make it on that level, just like a very small percentage of mullets, you know, and they all congregated in one one landing spot. That's right. Having a mullet doesn't make you a good pro wrestler, but every good pro wrestler had a mullet. There you go. Do you want to start? Do you want to, you want to go first, or do you want do you want to? Because so I the, want to set this up. Yeah, let's because set the there's only two of us. Because there's only two of us, I don't think it makes sense to do serpentine. <laughs> it just seems it seems a little <laughs> silly. So I thought what we would do. Um, was like how like just like our children we need structure mm-hmm. we need structure to thrive and so do our nba viewing habits so i'm assuming we're going to take the c's off the board that's assumed that we're going to be watching as many celtics games as possible right so we're going to take that off but right. in order to be well-rounded and kind of like having an eye on what else is going on league-wide plus with there's covid restrictions popping up and league-wide safety protocols happening all the time so just tying our fandom to just the green, uh, I think, is doing us and our listeners a disservice. Uh, and also, like, the NBA is more than just the the Celtics. And I think it's it's fun to kind of expand the palette. And honestly, there's truly, for me, nothing more relaxing than watching a game that I have almost nothing invested in. Like, I have no fandom points bought into this thing, and I can just, like, turn my brain off and enjoy and not have to think about the ramifications one way or the other. So this is great. But instead of being paralyzed by choice and analysis, let's throw some guardrails. Let's throw some bumpers on this pool lane. Okay. And let's pick some teams that for the rest of the season we're going to dedicate to following as much as we possibly can. And is- rather than try to do it for everybody, 
let's have like a little competition, man. Whose teams are better? Who can put together the better league pass fantasy draft team? So we could get real derivative here. Do you, what do you want to? Uh, what do you want to do? Like a starting lineup, starting five for each of us. Yeah, I, right. I, I well, we also be serious about our time here. <laughs> I don't think yeah. I can watch more than five teams basketball games. <laughs> so yeah, we'll each we'll each pick five, starting five. Cool, and we'll go from there. And since you set this up, I'm going to give you the first pick. Uh, let's take the Nuggets off the board. Oh, yeah, right. really? Um, you were going to go there? Or just I mean, a they, team that you I had them a little lower on my board, but yeah, I had I had the Nuggets on my board. I'm gonna take so why the, are you uh, going with I'm I'm taking the Nuggets off the board kind of for some of the reasons that we enumerated in a previous podcast. I mean, they've got an MVP caliber player in Jokic. They got a guy who exploded in the bubble in Murray. And uh kind of two of the questions that exist about this team are can Murray be as good as he was in the bubble all the time? And the other one is, can Michael Porter Jr. be the third guy, the third man? Is he the third man? He's the third man! So it, it kind of, you know, figuring out that drama on a night-to-night basis, it, you know, they're they're rocketing up the Western Conference uh, standings. And, uh, you know, is this team for real or not is a riddle that I want to solve. I love Michael Porter Jr.'s game. I think he has Jimmy Butler potential in the sense that if we see his frustration kind of bubble over or if his personality just becomes arch to what the nuggets are trying to do as a whole, if he's a guy that could fetch a lot in the open market, or people are going to start asking Hmm. where is Michael Porter jr. Going to go, you know, and, and I just, I just really like his game. I think the kid's special. I think he could be the third type of heat in Denver, especially until um, Murray kind of figures out if he's a superstar or not. Yeah. All right, uh, over to you for two. With the first pick in the, well, my first pick anyway. Your first round pick, yes. With my first round pick. I'm going with my main man, Maxi Kleber, and and his sidekick, Luka Doncic. I'm going to take Dallas with my first pick. You're going back to Dallas. I know you stand for them last year. What's... uh? I mean, they've been kind of middling this year. What's what's the, I mean, other than the Luka Doncic intrigue of uh, triple doubles from night to night, what's going on with that? Well, I think it's the first we're living through an unprecedented period of time, period. But for the NBA, we're, what we're seeing now is very unlike things we've seen before. The scores we're seeing. This is what in my memory going back to like 91, 92 is what mm. every NBA score was. Right. You know, 145 to like 110. Scores like that. We have not seen that since NBA on NBC days. Yeah. Know, it's, when- it's, it's been a minute, man. And um, I didn't watch The Last Dance last year when it came out on principle because uh, I didn't think the world needed one more puff piece of Michael Jordan. Uh, but Jess got me into watching it. We're watching it right now, and it is horrifying yeah. to see, you know, the, oh, the Bulls outlast the Nets 82 to 80 tonight. It's just, yeah. like, damn, wow. I just, but, but it's not, we're not that far removed from that era. It's crazy. Well, basketball also like time travels like video games, right? I mean, like, look at the difference between like NBA 2K8 and NBA 2K12. It's just yeah. like you're like, it's, it's leaps and leaps and bounds. And that's a four year difference. And the NBA moves just like that. It's so weird hearing like a player who will like look up to 
<laughs> like I think someone would be like, they look up to like, uh, you know, Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. Like, yeah. I had his poster on my wall when I was growing up. I'm like, Carl Anthony Towns is 25 years old. <laughs> what are you talking about? But it's just, you know, it's just, it's, it, it's so weird and different. Yeah. Um, it's like entering a time machine every time. Cause you can't help but compare it to what basketball looks like in your memory in your recent memory. And then like right now it's just, it's bananas. Anyway, I'm going with Dallas because I think while they've been a little wobbly, I'm really curious to see if they have lasting power and staying power because we're getting a truncated version of like preseason and the first 10 games of the NBA just stretched out over the first quarter of the season. There's teams that are like looking real good now, but are going to like sputter out because they always do. And there's other teams that will level out and like, you know, look at the Eastern standings. They change. It's it's super volatile, right? right? I mean, there was like, there's like a game and a half difference between first and fifth at any given time. Mm-hmm. That's going to change over time. And um, my hope is that what I'm banking on here with my first pick being Dallas is that their team will gel a lot faster. Once Porzingis kind of continues to get his sea legs back under him, that will stabilize as well. And that team will have some lasting power. I think they could be, I don't know if they're a Western Conference threat, but I do think they could be a really fun team to watch in day day in and day out. Plus, I just want to see if Porzingis is going to defend this unicorn title, if he can get back to unicorn status officially. So. Yeah, he's uh, got a lot of people, uh, you know, challenging the throne at least. I yeah. mean, you might you might even uh, argue that he's been knocked from the throne the, the throne that he established several years ago. For sure, I agree. I, I think he has. I mean, that's why I'm curious and. The, uh, see what he can do coming back, and if he's still, if he's still that guy, poor Zingad. All right, let's. Uh, so for the number three pick, my second pick, I am I'm actually I'm going to push back a team that I, I think that I really want to draft because I know that you won't. So I'm going to go with Golden State, and I know a lot of people Ooh. are down on Golden State <laughs> right now uh, because they're not very good. But I think just the the fact that the potential exists, one, with Steph Curry getting up there in years, seeing a classic performance from him at any one time is is just you know too much to pass up. I want to get as many of those as I can. And if they figure it out around him, you know, Kelly Oubre has had a couple of good games in a row. I mean, if, if those other pieces can figure it out around him, then there's an opportunity for something to be special. And amazingly, we have gone Western Conference with the first three picks here. That will continue with the fourth pick as I am taking the bright future Suns. Oh, wow. That was going to be my next one. How about that? How I did have Golden State on my board, but all the way down to number seven. Yeah. I mean, for some of the same reasons, I want to see if Chris Paul can continue being like Coach Chris and like see if he can kind of like, uh, you know, really kind of unify another young team around him. Plus, I mean, it's kind of hard. I want to see if Jay Crowder, same thing, if he's the glue guy on his fourth straight team yeah. uh, and what he can add. It's uh, so I just think that like I'm interested in, in seeing like Devin Booker kind of continue like not to prove the hype. I think the hype is I don't know if the hype in the NBA is ever real, but like Devin Booker is pretty solid. Mm-hmm. It's been a couple of years of doing this, but I want to see if the chip on his shoulder keeps growing. I want to see if like his range and him just being able to put up 70 in a loss, but <laughs> if he can put up 70 if that chip continues to grow the same way the chip on 
Russ Westbrook's uh, shoulder always grew. Yeah. They're not the same player. They're not even. They're not even basically the same species of player. But still, anything fueled by spite or anything that has the potential to be fueled by spite, I'm interested in watching day in day out. So I will be taking Phoenix with my second pick. Spite is a hell of a drug, and and me as an hell old school uh, old school post appreciator, uh, the DeAndre Ayton development is also something that I want to monitor. But uh, you you get the Suns. Let's see. If with the next pick, we stay in the Western Conference, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I am. I am going to stay and go Utah Jazz. Oh, damn it. I knew it. Well, I was, you know, I was high on this team last year. It was like them and Indiana were the two teams that I was stumping as. You know, if there's a team that's going to upset the apple cart, it will be these teams. Um, It was not. It was Denver and it was Miami who upset the apple cart in the respective conferences. But looks like Utah, you know, on this red hot streak that they're on, and we're recording this on a Friday where they're, what, 10 in a row. So uh, everything that was bumpy last year, it's working. Quinn Snyder's kind of revamped this offense. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's playing like we've always wanted him to play. You know, they've got a nice supporting cast. Conley looks like he has his head screwed back on this year. Uh, Everything kind of coming together in Utah right now. Great pick. Really, really great pick. I mean, I think the if there's one team that can challenge like the I don't know, I don't wanna, you know, I don't wanna run a, a a legendary team in the making through the mud, but a team that's very flashy and over the top, like the Lakers, mm-hmm. who are just overwhelming teams with uh talent like bursts of talent. If a team that just is all on the same page and all clicking and really kind of like just all in the same mindset and moving forward, if that's a team that can kind of penetrate like the individual successes married together on a team like the Lakers. Like you could on the Lakers, you could have four unbelievable individually great performances in a night. Mm-hmm. But is that enough to beat a team like uh, Utah if they're all basically same game plan, same page, day in, day out? Like if that's the way to bust through a team like that. Is you know I, I don't know I don't know I mean that's that's kind of the question that I'm asking myself is it better to be a team or a, a team comprised of a collection of individuals what's better I mean that's oh. a that's a great thought experiment right now the answer is probably the Lakers in the seven game series but I, I I'm willing to wait until the playoffs to find out yeah well the Jazz are kind of like you know what the Celtics aspire to be I think you know they're and and they were for a time last year the Celtics were top 10 in the NBA in offense and defense Utah is doing that right now I think they're in the top five or six in both of those categories but you know you take that performance and say hey that's impressive but guess what the Lakers are there too so it's like okay you know your 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 team model is getting you this but the Lakers you know individual model with a bunch of supporting spare parts who are shooting their minds out right now is is getting them the same thing, and you've still got the fact that you've got to overcome the superstar factor. So is there was Mitchell, the guy who's raising his game. I mean, is is he this year's Jamal Murray? Is he prone for the upset? I mean, that's yeah, that all remains to be seen. But it's a good. It, I think it's a good watch. Uh, I know we're getting like you got to get to daycare pretty soon. Oh yeah, I got I got about uh, about you know, 10, 12 minutes until I got to get my okay. boots on, layer up, you know, put my mask on, get ready to go over there and get the little guy. I'll start rapid firing through my picks. Sure. 
with my next pick, I'll be taking, I'll be going back to the east, and I'll be going, going to to Miami. Really? Gonna take there? the heat? I'm gonna take the heat, baby, um, because Duncan Robinson and Tyler Harrow really impressed me last season in the playoffs against the Celtics. I think it's really important to. Like just, I don't know, to watch a team that really broke my heart last year to try to understand mm. why. Mm. And also, like those two guys have been a little up and down to start the season. Harrow especially is coming off of like, I think, five or a six-game streak, just not being able to play. Yeah, um, He's getting back in there now um, to see if he can replicate the type of season he had last year in his in his sophomore year. But the the person I really want to like strap a rocket to is Bam Adebayo. Yeah. You know, I think there's some moves to be made on that team. I think there's a lot of parts in that team that could drastically improve other teams. But going back to like being fueled by spite, that's Miami to the core. So I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna check those guys out. Oh, and like and honestly, you know, girl dad stuff, man. Jimmy Butler. Uh, it's <laughs> he had a daughter recently, and it's just you know we got we got to stick together. So that's nice. I you know you have a I guess a a much kinder um evaluation of miami than i do i i'm taken back to a, a number of years ago because you know i work at downtown crossing you you work in that area of the city under normal times and uh, a pastry shop opened up in the food court at the building that i work in my my coworker and i were both like wow this is great a pastry shop we noticed that no one was ever there and it seemed like it was like i think these pastries were in the same spot on the shelf i think it's the same pastry from yesterday you know, and then I bought one and I was just like, oh, this is totally like two or three day old pastry. This is just not good. They closed after a month. The Miami Heat to me are, are just like that pastry that's been sitting out. It's like, I saw you last year. You did that to me. I don't want to see any more. So if they, yes, if they do change it up around BAM, then great. I'm, I'm happy to watch until then. I just, I can't, it's going to make me sick like that pastry. I hear you, man. I mean, I hear you both on eating day old shit. There's no good. And also... <laughs> On the idea of just you got to move away from things to just like get under your skin immediately. That's li- that's why the nets are not on my list. You, see, you're the bigger man for uh, you know being able to 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 take Miami and get past what happened last year. I mean, I'm also a, I'm also a, a hack for just um, writing people off for probably things they don't necessarily deserve. Ask me how many times I've been to a potbelly sandwich shop in the last three years. How many times have you been to a potbelly sandwich shop in the last three years? Zero, because someone was rude to me there once, and I've never <laughs> gone back. And I'm not just talking about the one near my house. I'm talking about the whole corporate structure. <laughs> Same thing with Honest Taqueria. I loved Honest. It's like the best burrito you can get in the greater yeah. Boston area. But I watched the staff one time when I was living in Somerville. I went down there and got a breakfast burrito. I watched someone walk in on crutches and then slip and fall flat on their face. And the whole staff didn't do shit. They didn't do shit. So I got up and wow. helped this poor bastard up. Wow. But like, and that that's when I was like, you know what? I can't support this anymore. Goodbye. And I have not been to an honest sense. So, so we've gone. Have they noticed? From, I doubt uh, it. <laughs> they well, I, noticed. I, don't, I don't know how heavy your burrito habit was, but. Right, exactly. Um, but yeah, so I totally get being like, no, I'm going to write this team off, and that's that's the only reason I need. I support it. So we've gone from, um, you know, knocking our alma mater, or at least me knocking my alma mater, 
No, I'll um, stand with you on that. And, and, now, and now we've gone to brand association. There have been some questions about the integrity of our friendship. I mean, there's just all kinds of bile in this podcast right here. Do, do we need sponsors? Yes. But you know whose money we don't need? <laughs> the money <laughs> from Big Sandwich, <laughs> Big Taco. <laughs> I feel you. All right. Uh, moving along. This will be my fourth pick. And uh, knowing that you're not going to take the Nets, I'm just going to keep them on the table for my fifth pick. Uh, I'm going to take the clip show. Too much of my. Oh, damn it. (laughs) I got the forehand and the backhand there. Damn. Okay. I'm taking the clip show. Um, You know, as I read somewhere, I think it was Zach Harper uh, said, you know, they got this right now. They got the second best offense in NBA history. Second only to Milwaukee, which is you know a team that I'm not going to take because I can't stand that shit. Um, they really, I, I'm surprised that Teron Liu is getting uh, what he's getting out of this team right now, but they are just going. Um, Lou Williams hasn't really been going, but everyone else, most particularly Paul George, has been going for the Clippers. I would love to further educate myself on their successes this season. Uh, and I'm going to return in kind uh, by taking Indiana with my next pick. Oh, okay. So assuming was on your list. Okay, yeah, they were they were in the uh, in the running along with uh, with the Nets for the fifth pick. So we'll see. Am I going to pick Nets? I don't know. Uh, what, what do you like out of Indiana? Let's well, I mean, I want to see. I, the, the no Midwest, more thingamajig. I know why. Well, I know it's cr- bullshit, but but I'm going to quote uh, pre. Crazy. Well, no, he's probably always crazy. But before we all knew it, I'm going to quote early young Kanye West. You know what the Midwest is? Young and young and restless. And so that's why I'm interested. And not that I mean they're really bordering the Midwest, but still, the uh, I'm going to take Indiana because I just want to see what Sabonis can do. You know, I think he's starting to come into his own. I'm really, really interested with um, the career progression of like young players from three or four years ago getting drafted Mm -hmm. and what type of players they're turning into now. So guys like Colin Sexton, guys like Sabonis, and just kind of see like once they've got their feet under them and they're starting to fill out an identity, it's like, is their identity kind of pushing the team forward or are they just being absorbed into the identity, the established identity of the team? And do those things match up? Right. So to take it back local, a guy like Jalen Brown yeah. is like, like just, it's, it's just amazing to watch what he's doing day in and day out. What I really love about the modern era Celtics is really that they've morphed into the Kevin, like Kevin Garnett joining that team, reset the franchise of how they're going to operate as a basketball team. And I think that like now Jalen Brown has the chance to kind of keep doing that. There's a little bit of that DNA still floating around mm-hmm. just with Marcus smart, couple spots removed from smart, but at least the, there was a couple crossover players sure. when smart was on the team. And when Garnett was on the team, Jalen Brown, I think has the potential to have the same type of cultural impact on, on these guys. Yeah. And I'm curious as to if like a guy like Sabonis is going to be able to do something like that in Indiana. Um, I also just think they're they're for a breakout. I mean, they had a shuffle with uh, Thingamajig now gone, but the team is firmly in Brogdon's hands and Sabonis's hands, and I'm and I'm those are good hands. Yeah, you for know, sure. Are, and I, I just hands. I have I have a good feeling. T.J. McConnell too. Like he's they're getting contribution from 
everyone up and down the bench. I think it could be a really fun team to watch. Yeah, and uh, Miles Turner making me uh, making my take on him uh, not being worth the Celtics investment. Spite, making, making it look Fear bad. My spite. Oh, if you're a big man who can't rebound, you cannot eat lunch at my table. So sorry. <laughs> so um, are you saying that you think Miles Turner is the generational? Um, is he the generational Roy Hibbert? That's it. That it's a great comp because they're both Indiana guys. Now I haven't seen uh, Miles Turner get a cameo on an NBC comedy yet, but we'll see. Yet Peacock. Yet that's maybe it'll be Peacock exclusive cameo. This show brought to you by the idea of Peacock. (laughs) (laughs) I want to start doing ad reads, by the way, for companies that we don't have sponsored from. Let's All three add, ads. I, I am in. I'm in on that. I will investigate that as well as getting us a logo that is appropriate uh, for this podcast. Okay. Fifth pick <laughs> to round out my starting five. Do I want the Brooklyn Nets and you know just the, the dynamic there being too much and Kevin Durant being an absolute machine, um, which I love to watch. It's it's either going to be you know a fantastic car crash or an unbelievable triumph on a night to night basis, or do I want to take the tons of fun Charlotte Hornets, Buzz City baby, with Gordon Hayward just ripping it up? I, ah, I got to take the Nets. I feel like the Nets are more of a sure thing. I already know your opinion. You told me that they're a condensed. They're not even a condensed game team for you. They're just show me the highlights. Show me the highlights. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just think on a night-to-night basis, there's drama, man. And the NBA is like TNT, as you stated long ago on the Knuckle Push-Ups podcast. We know drama. I want That's more. Right. I, believe, I believe that was an article I wrote for our first venture together, The Drop Step. Yes. <laughs> it was, and it do you was, remember uh, who it was, it was about? about? Larry Sanders. There you go. <laughs> Larry G.D. Sanders. It has been a long time since any of us has thought of that man. What a player. Yeah, yeah. Well, with my final pick, I respect all the logic that went into you making that pick. The reason why I'm, uh, the Nets are a stay away from me is they're a lock for the playoffs, and you yep. got to watch the playoffs regardless of the matchup. So I'm going to okay. get my fill uh, whenever the end of the season is. Um, I am going to go with my final pick. I'm going to go with a human car crash, John Morant, and I'm going to take the Memphis Grizzlies. Where is John? Really? Yeah, why not? Nice. I've not sp- I've not spent a whole lot of time with them ever, um, but I think they've got. Um, I want to see if grit and grind 2.0 is legit. I think they've got some really interesting players down there, and to see if they're all going to grow together. Plus, I guess spite really has worked its way to every single one of my picks. But this is like leftover spite because that team was really pissed about Iguodala basically being like, "I'm not even going to lace up my shoes for this." Team. Yeah. Yeah. And then he gets traded, and then John Morant just goes off. So John Morant, uh, Triple J, I want to see um, just kind of what that team is all about, like if the youth movement is real down there. Homegrown, like they've got all the makings of a team that we could really like. Homegrown talent, a lot of homegrown talent, drafting well, starting to come into their own. They remind me in that way alone a lot like the young Celtics core. So I'm just more interested in like that type of stuff. Can these teams come together that aren't manufactured in a lab? I like it. I like it. And I think we also got a new, uh, you know, alert for our podcast, the residual spite alert. (laughs) It's uh, definitely a a driver and we'll take our, uh, we'll take our Stonehill college psychology courses to the bank and uh, remember what we learned. I took a psychology class there once 
and I didn't do great on a test. And I asked the teacher or the teacher, the professor in front of my whole class, hey, if we didn't do as well as we want, what is there anything we can do? And he looks right at me and goes, you could kill yourself. This was <laughs> in a class. Oh, no. In a class. You, you a psychology have, professor, the one person who should know better than to say things like that. You have anybody. gotten a raw deal from authority figures your entire life, and my you understanding, all my of understanding my of you is grown. All my picks founded in spite. I wonder where it comes from. You know who I could ask a psychology professor if they weren't on the potbelly list. <laughs> the potbelly list. Before we break here, man, let's yeah. just run down run down our team. Yes. So I'm going. Uh, Dallas, Miami, Memphis, Phoenix, and Indiana. And I went uh, Nuggets, Warriors, Jazz, Clippers, and Nets. I went with the uh, with the mascots, and you went with the cities. We will put uh, all of these up on Twitter. Take a vote. Who's got the better team? Let's get I'm pretty sure involved. it's you, but <laughs> I w- I think I'll enjoy my games more. But yeah, hey, we'll see. We can, uh, it, it, hey, evergreen content right here. We could revisit this topic in a month or two and see how we fared. Anything is possible. John, have a great weekend. You as I'm well. Sure I'll talk to you. All right, buddy. Later. Sean, I've thought about it, and I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, mama's upstairs. Nope. Nana's not, no, Nana's at home. Mama's upstairs. She's upstairs. I'll call you back. Okay, I thought about it, and I hate all of my picks from our League Pass fantasy draft. I fucking hate my teams. Um, I was pretty jazzed until I watched, uh, I mean, no, he doesn't like me either. <laughs> until I watched the Pacers lose uh, when Lonzo inbounded the ball off some bonuses ass. And all I could think was, I could have taken Philadelphia with this pick. And I'm mad. I'm Noel mad. 